everybody, what's up, what's up? This is your boy of the greatest combat sports and culture show of all time, the Fight Podcast. This is the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and we are here, episode 239 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. This is Morning Coffee and Fight News with your boy, Serge Vicente. Man, we have so much to get to today, so without further ado, man, let's go ahead and jump into today's menu. On the menu for today, we are going to talk about the domination that took place, man. We were able to go ahead and see Khabib Nurmagomedov do what he does best, man. We got an opportunity to go ahead and see Khabib go out there, do work, uh, defend his titles. We're going to go ahead and break that down and the ramifications of that. Also, we're going to talk about, is Khabib the GOAT? A lot of people are talking about it. That is something that, after his big win, who is the GOAT? Now that it looks, looks like he might be done, is he the GOAT? We'll talk about that. Also, what's next at lightweight? It's up in the air, man. This is the most stacked weight class that there is in the sport. We're going to have an opportunity to actually see what's going to happen next. Uh, Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker's back in action, man. He's dominating once again. Is it time? Is it time to go ahead and see Robert Whitaker as that guy again against Israel Adesanya for the title? Um, we'll talk about the whole card of UFC 234, or I'm sorry, 254, and uh, and so much more on this episode. Man, look, I hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing, you know, Monday. Uh, I know this is morning coffee. For most of us, it's a little bit more like uh, like the afternoon. We get a little later start today. We had some meetings. We had some stuff we had to go ahead and take care of for you guys because we're always trying to bring you guys amazing content uh, bringing new stuff as you guys see now we're not only um on uh on youtube we're on twitch we're on facebook live so all of us that are joining ring right now live on youtube twitch and facebook thank you guys so much for supporting the show uh it, it's been great man so we're doing a lot of different things here it's a beautiful day man it's a beautiful day here in uh in, in Southern california man and uh and we're all getting ready for halloween uh, there's also amazing fight cards this Halloween. Obviously, we have Anderson Silva, the a lot of people's goat. He's fighting for the last time. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, we also have the Gervonta Tank Davis against Leo Santa Cruz fight, which a lot of people are excited about. I'm fucking excited about it, especially after the huge fight card that we just had with Teofimo Lopez and uh, and Loma, man. So there's a lot of great fights coming up, man. At this time of year, uh, it, it almost seems like even though the year is coming to a close uh, relatively soon, thank God the year is coming to a close relatively soon. Has this not been the longest fucking year in history? This year, man, to me is just like, I, the way it's felt, and I know we've all seen memes about it, but it really feels like that. It was like January, February, pandemic halloween that's how it felt like it's gone um it still feels weird especially because it seems like fucking corona's speaking again and i know some of us are like oh serge i'm not here to listen to corona talk and shit but yo it's here please throw a mask on shit is nuts out there and uh and we're consistently getting stuff happening man so uh it's been it's been a hard year it's been a rough year everything man but one thing that's been consistent is fuck yo the ufc salute to dana white and your racist ass man salute because at the end of the day man he has put on some amazing shows the ufc out of everybody the ufc and the nba 
heading away have really dominated the sports landscape in terms of who is really winning the pandemic. Uh, what's happened with the NBA and what they did with the bubble, zero uh, te- uh, COVID tests. They're going out there killing it. That was amazing what the NBA did. And we're getting, honestly, the UFC is having something, in my opinion, that's pretty equivalent to that. It's pretty dope what they're doing. And uh, it's just um, the level of competition. Nobody else has put this quality, this type of quality uh, up time and time again. You're not seeing it. We're not seeing people at Bellator. We're not seeing one championship who I love. We're not seeing these organizations put together the quality of, uh, of, of content, man. And not only just the quality, I mean, the matchups that we're getting and the, the, the amount of just high-level fights that we're seeing have been amazing. This, another one, UFC 254, man, was another great example of just a stacked card, man. And a card that a lot of us honestly wouldn't. I didn't say this card was stacked in terms of star power and shit. But in terms of how it, per, it performed, this is a great card. From top to bottom, man, this shit was fun. There were fun matchups from top to bottom. We saw prospects shine and we saw legends go out like they're fucking supposed to so let's go ahead and jump into it man first and foremost here it is Khabib Nurmagomedov stops Justin Gaethje he finishes him with a mounted triangle choke um, in the second round a minute and 36 seconds in round number two look man I'm gonna say this because I'm not hearing it a lot of different places um, th- this this was a, this wasn't even close. It's crazy that these judges legitimately gave Justin Gaethje the first round. Two of the three judges gave Justin Gaethje that first round, which to me I don't understand because if you go ahead and look at the stats, Justin Gaethje was outstruck, he was taken down, and he was almost admitted. So when you have those three things happen, to me I don't see I don't you cannot justify how. You give Justin Gaethje that round. Justin Gaethje, the when, when we were coming into this fight, everyone was saying this is going to be a, a striker versus a grappler, but the striker is an all-American wrestler. This is somebody who has not had the level of um we Khabib has not seen somebody this good at wrestling um compete at this point in time in his career. Yes, he was 27 and or 28 and no. Yes, he dominated everybody who's been in there with, but everyone said he has not faced this high caliber uh, wrestler who's also a sniper on the feet. We haven't seen him fight in there. So this, to a lot of people, was a get a pick em fight. To a lot of people, even a lot of big names in the sport, man, a lot of people gave Justin Gaethje this fight. Um, I thought Justin Gaethje was great. I think Justin Gaethje is one of the best athletes that the sport has ever seen. I, I think Justin Gaethje is one of the best champions that we've ever seen compete in this sport. He, he the way, what he did to Tony Ferguson, yo, that that's that's legend making matchups, man. He walked, he went in there and did the impossible. Everybody believed that Tony Ferguson was that fucking guy. Everybody believed that Tony Ferguson was going to be the one to get the interim title. And then that this fight that happened this past weekend was supposed to be that coronation. It was supposed to be the matchup that we have off the fifth time. It was finally scheduled. This shit was going to happen. We were going to get Tony Ferguson versus Khabib for the greatest 155 pounder of all time. But what we ended up getting was one of the greatest matchups that we've ever seen. 
Justin Gaethje did his work. He dominated that fight against Tony Ferguson, and he earned his spot as the interim champion against the champion in Khabib Nurmagomedov. People were making a lot with him being, he looked like he had a tough weight cut in terms of Khabib. People were making a lot of it in terms of, man, what's going to happen with the emotional toll that he's taking because of the loss of his father. His father um, passed away about two months ago because of COVID-19. We have all of these things lining up. We see the tough weight cut. It seemed like this was going to be the backdrop for the upset of the century. This is what it felt like. Even Dana White, after the fight, said he felt like that was it. Khabib was breathing hard. Even on the walkout, it just it didn't seem like the Khabib that we, we are accustomed to. Stone Cold Assassin. He thought he was going to go out there and do, you know, I, I mean, I had him pick to win, obviously. Um, if you guys would go ahead, went ahead and listened to um, episode 238, also my appearance this past week on uh, the Mystic Hour uh, with the guys over there. Thank you guys to Nick and, uh, and D over there um, with those guys. If you haven't checked out their show, they have an incredible show, uh, the Mystic Hour. I think it's everywhere podcasting is available as well, but I also know you can check them out on YouTube. But I was on their show uh, this past week, and I said, look, man, at the end of the day, I think that Khabib is going to do Khabib shit and end up winning this fight. And, uh, man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I could have anticipated it. We, and, we, and, again, we only pick based on the information that we have put in front of us. And for me, the information that's put in front of me is that, look, I, I don't see anything that says Khabib's not going to do what I always see Khabib doing. But what he did is show me a couple of things. And what this dude showed me is that, He's still getting better. Everyone wants to make it seem like Khabib's striking is remedial, but it's not. Khabib legitimately has good striking. He does what he does well. He has a really high-level jab. And, um, and yes, is he going to go out there and look like Israel Adesanya on the feet? No. But he's a, a competent striker that does a lot of damage. He has great timing. And for somebody that is that good at wrestling... You're going to have great timing. You're going to have good footwork, and that is something that Khabib does, and he has it in spades. So you have Khabib go out there and not only win the fight in the grappling, man, he won it on the feet. He went out there, and not only did he take Justin Gaethje's best shot, because Justin Gaethje had landed some great shots. Yo, Listen, Justin Gaethje went out there and does Justin Gaethje's shit. He was listening to Trevor Whitman's game plan. He was. He was landing late kicks that honestly probably would have crippled with a lot of other people. But Khabib was walking through, buddy, like he was to the Terminator. He literally was walking him down like it didn't even matter. He was walking him down like this dude didn't even belong there. It was like nothing was phasing him. He literally walked through all of his shots and, and was landing his own. Justin Gaethje, you can tell, it had to be about three minutes into the very first round. Yo, you can tell his gas tank was already starting to, to be compromised because of the educated pressure that Khabib was putting on. Yes, he went five rounds with Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, who all of us believe has an unlimited gas tank. He went out there for five rounds and whooped Tony Ferguson's ass. 
he could not last three minutes with Khabib before you can visibly see him starting to slow down. He was breathing hard. And something that you see with all of Khabib's opponents, there is a level, there's a moment in time where they, they're in the corner. You saw it with, with Conor McGregor. When Conor McGregor starts, was starting to jaw at him a little bit. And, and he said, uh, something, you know, this is only business. And, and you can tell that was the moment where Conor broke. The moment where Dustin Poirier was in there with, with him and said something along the lines of, yo, he's so strong. I didn't think, I, I don't, I'd never been in there with somebody so strong. The very next round, he went out there and got finished. This, this fight, the same thing happened. They were trying to tell him to slow down, and, and Justin Gaethje responded to his corner along the lines of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I, that's what I'm trying to do. The moment you see that panic in Khabib's opponents, he generally finishes the very next round. There was a stat that came out that a lot of people haven't talked about, which is surprising to me. There's nobody in UFC history that has finished three title fights with submissions. He went out there and submitted three of the best fighters in the world. He submitted three arguable Hall of Fame fighters three fights in a row. That has never been done in the history of the UFC. Khabib went out there, dominated another legend in the sport. You forget Justin Gaethje. Again, we look at his record, dude. He, he, he's an absolute monster. We're talking about somebody who is 22 and 2, who's dominated everybody he's been in there with, a former champion, the World Series of Fighting former champion, which is now the PFL. He went out there and dominated these dudes, man. And what we have seen of late from Justin Gaethje, it seemed like he's hit a totally different level. After the fight, submission, just cut through Justin Gaethje like butter. There's levels to this game, and you can absolutely tell that there was nothing that he had for him. There was absolutely nothing that in that moment, Justin Gaethje could have done, and he was on a totally different level. It was something that, that was amazing to see. Um, so now, 29-0. We're getting a guy who is... Father just died. He, his his, um, his post-fight, it was really emotional. Um, he gets on the mic, takes his gloves off. You saw him taking off the gloves. You didn't think it. You didn't know if it was he was taking off the gloves because of he was about to. I don't know what it was. You didn't. You didn't know if he was going to retire. You hoped he wasn't. You but you felt it. He was taking his gloves off, and afterwards he said, "I came into this journey with my father, and my mother asked me not to do this without him. So I am no longer. I'm retiring. This is it." Only thing I ask for UFC to do is we came into this business to be pound for pound number one. UFC, do what you're supposed to do and put us in as number one. Okay, put me in as number one. Pencil me in. I'm that guy. 
um, and he retires. It brings me to my next question. He retires, he's done. It's sad to see him go, especially somebody at the top of his game. But it brings up a question. Is Khabib Nurmagomedov the GOAT? Is he the greatest MMA fighter of all time? Man. There, I've never, there's never been any other fighter in the history of the game, champion that is, that has never had a blemish. Arguably, he's never lost a round. Not only has he never lost a round, he dominated to the point that he's never been cut and never been rocked, never been knocked down. That's never happened in history. You can't even say that with John Jones. John Jones was cut his last three. He's definitely made mistakes. The up and down elbow where he took the loss, which really wasn't a loss, but he was DQ. That that's a that's a lapse in judgment. Um, he had bad performances with Alexander Gustafson, with, with Dominic Reyes, with most people thought he lost, myself included. So Khabib's never had any of that. He's never had a, a black eye. He's never been bruised. And 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 for everyone who wants to bring out the Glacian T-Bow, stop it, stop it. This is first fight and second fight in the UFC. Eight years ago, 24 years old, man, it doesn't even matter. So just stop that. Don't even bring that up. That doesn't even matter. But um, what does matter is also the, the domination that he's had. The argument people are going to say is that, oh, look, he only had three title defenses. Well, he was how the other individuals that ended up getting, had a longer reigns, ended up getting the titles faster. George St. Pierre only had four UFC fights before he was given the title shot, okay? Uh, Khabib had to get take nine fights in the UFC before he was awarded that title shot. Was he already the best in the game? Think about it. He beat former champions already. He beat RDA. He beat guys of that caliber before that happened. So think about that. Those are the guys he already beat, and he didn't get these title shots. So, of course, if he had... The title when he the shot, but when he was supposed to, yes, he would have had that 13 fight to 12 fight win streak. So he would have had those that number. We can say that. We can legitimately say that because he cleaned out everybody else. He's a monster, man. Um, I can't make an argument for anything else. So this is gonna be, I'm gonna give you guys right now. Here's my top five. Number one, I will say Khabib is my GOAT, man. Khabib is the GOAT. I don't think there's if ands, or buts about it. The level of domination in the best weight class in the sport. Um, with breeding Hall of Famers along the way, we can't knock them anymore, man. Khabib is the GOAT. He's number number one. Am I being prisoner of the moment? Maybe. But at the end of the day, there's no blemishes. There's there's nothing. No, no, There's literally no blemishes on his record, man. That's incredible. That doesn't happen, especially in MMA. In a game that I've said it time and time again, everybody gets touched. He hasn't been touched. It's crazy. It is, it is really crazy uh, when you think about that. We have that already. Um, also, 29 and no, man, beating the best of the best. Khabib's my GOAT. Uh, number one, look, I don't talk about people. Yes, PDs aside, John Jones is my number two. What he accomplished, beating the, the, the golden era of uh, light heavyweights that he did. When he did it, you got to give the man props. Um, beating Daniel Cormier, albeit, yes, he was juiced to, to the gills, but doesn't matter skill-wise, he probably still would have won. John Jones is number two. After that, we have to put Mighty Mouse. Demetrius Johnson is probably the most skilled fighter that we've ever seen. I don't care if anybody says anything about his um, his size. 13 title offenses, man, that, that breaks Anderson Silva's record. He is my number three. Mighty Mouse is one of the best I've ever seen and probably the most well-rounded guy 
uh, that you'll ever see. Uh, George St. Pierre, two-time champion. I mean, what can you say about GSP? Everybody who he beat, he went back and defended. He ended up beating those guys. Uh, GSP is right there for me. And then Amanda Nunes, because what she's done um, in the female, he, she's beat everybody who else would be considered. Ronda Rousey, Valentina Shevchenko, Chris Cyborg, Misha Tate, she's beat them all. That's why you have to have Amanda Nunes right there as well. Um, Daniel Cormier is obviously honorable mention. He's right there. What he's done, two-time champion, uh, especially, through, I mean, the Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix, everything that he's done there, you got to give him props. But as of right, this is my top five. One, Khabib. Two, John Jones. Three, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, four, GSP. Five, Man Nunes. And that's who I have, man. Um, you got to love it. Uh, salute to the B, man, and, um, and an amazing career, which also brings me to my very next point. What's going to be next, man, at 155? What's next for the UFC? Um, th this brings up a huge point, and a lot of us look at it and rethink about, at the end of the day, who's going to do what and uh, and what's, and what's going to happen next with the light heavyweight. Because you have, I mean, dude, they, they, they have so many amazing fighters that this weight class is crazy. Um, and I'm just going to name off literally the top six guys, and any of these guys could end up winning at any point in time. You have who obviously they pubbed this weekend, Michael Chandler, who was the, the, the replacement just in case anybody had to pull out, uh, the former Bellator champion, beating multiple UFC former world champions, Ben Henderson included. You have Conor McGregor. You have Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. Um, you have Charles Rosa, um, Charles Bronx, who's an absolute beast, and Dan Hooker, Paul Felder. Any of those guys can win the championship at any point in time. Um, what's probably going to end up happening, the UFC is probably going to end up doing this. Come on, man. They have an opportunity for their boy, the cash cow. Conor McGregor has an opportunity to get a belt, belt again. Um, January, you're supposed to have Conor McGregor fight Dustin Poirier. That's going to end up happening. I argue that that's going to be for the vacant title at 155 pounds. Um, they might arguably they might end up doing Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje. Um, they could end up doing that because um, both of those guys are the last two interim title holders. So they're arguably, they're the number one and number two guys. So you could arguably do that. Justin Gaethje wasn't hurt. Um, real quick, uh, something about Tony, um, Khabib Nurmagomedov. The reason, and I, was, and I noticed this during the fight, usually he ground pounds the hell out of people. He really beats them up before he gets them out of there. And um, he had the arm bar there and he wasn't throwing as many. And he didn't, and after the fight, he ended up saying, he told Daniel Cormier this, he didn't ground and pound as much and he didn't break his arm when he had an opportunity to because Justin Gaethje's parents were there and he didn't want to hurt him in front of Justin Gaethje's parents. He was thinking about that during the fucking fight. That's just crazy. And that's another reason why Buddy's the GOAT, all right? Um, but let, let's go back to this weight class, man. Um, I think you, you could arguably do Dustin Poirier uh, versus Justin Gaethje, but let's be honest, man, money-wise, they're going to do Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Um, and then you could probably end up doing Michael Chandler against um, against Tony Ferguson for the number one contender spot, and then and doing Charles Bronx versus uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, which I could actually also see as well, man, which they could legitimately do a, uh, I don't think they'll end up doing this, but you can see the UFC doing a little bit of a tournament. If they did, this would be amazing. But here's the thing. What do I think is going to end up happening with uh, two, uh, 155? It's going to be like the golden era of light heavyweight, where you saw all these, these Hall of Fame level fighters compete at the weight class 
And then what's going to end up happening is this. Nobody's going to be able to, to defend that belt more than twice. You're not going to see three fights in a row because there are two guys, too many guys that are too good, that are too close. Khabib was head and shoulders above everybody else. These, All these top six guys that I just named, up to top 10, you have, remember, you have Ally Quinto, who's also there, and you have um, the Motown Phenom. Uh, he's there as well. Those guys are there, man. Top 10 guys. This is going to be, I mean, just musical chairs at 155 for the foreseeable future, man. But um, I can't wait. A lot's going to happen. Uh, and so that's what I see happening for the UFC. So I think they're going to try to give that title shot to Conor McGregor. All right, moving right along uh, with the little time we have left. Uh, Robert Whitaker, man. Robert Whitaker, go ahead and get a uh, unanimous decision win, 29-28 um, uh, unanimous decision against Jared Cannonier. Um, looked good, man. He 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 looked look look like Robert Whitaker. I do not give him enough credit. Okay, I I've, time and time again say he's the most overrated guy uh, champion that we've seen. And you know what? I'm wrong. I, I'm I'm 100 wrong. Robert Whitaker is a dog. He he is tough. He is unorthodox. And um, and he is one of the best that our sport has to offer. Okay, um, he what he did to Jared Cannonier, man. Which I mean, he he has shown resilience. He has the resilience of a champion. He he is crazy tough. He is. I mean, his quickness, his timing, his footwork, his power. The the dude is incredible. He went out there and um and and had a hard fought win, man. Looked like he was on Jerry Cannonier out of there. Jerry Cannonier, the the beast that he is, goes up there and fights back. This was a legit number one, number one contender fight, and um and then yeah, Rob Whitaker is, is the best of the best. Now the question is, does he deserve a title shot against Israel, the last side under Adesanya? We saw this fight about a year ago, and it was a one sided ass whooping. No, I don't want to see it again. And I don't think Adesanya does either. You do one of two things. You give um, Adesanya the winner of of, um, of Jack Hermanson, Darren Till. You give him the winner of that fight. Or he moves up to 205 and fights Young Blockwitz. And then summer 2021, we get the fight that we all want to see. We get John Jones versus Israel Adesanya at 205 for the belt. That's what I believe is going to end up happening. I don't see the UFC giving him Robert Whitaker. I think he's going to end up bouncing up, uh, getting at 205. And then, honestly, Robert Whitaker has an opportunity to win his belt again uh, eventually at 185. That's what I see happening. Um, but salute to Robert Whitaker, man. Amazing performance um, on this card. Um, also, let's just real quick, man, before we get out of here, uh, the rest of this card, man, UFC 254, man, had it was a really fun performance. Um, standouts, obviously, uh, Volkov got a real big win all um this week. A little great. Um, but Phil Hawes, man, this dude, 185-pound prospect. He he won um the contender series, the Dana White contender series. He was a guy that was a prospect a couple years ago, took a, a couple L's and um coming up in the regional circuit. But it looks like he's finally put it together, man. Goes out there and destroys Robert Whitaker's main training partner and one of the top prospects, Jacob McCown, via 19-second first-round knockout. Yo, he looked explosive. He looked accurate. He looks like somebody who is going to be a problem and arguably a former champion at 185. I cannot wait to see that coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, but amazing performance by him, man. Phil Hawes, man, a uh, beast at 185. I mean, he, to me, was the standout performer, hands down. Also, I mean, Makamadov, Aganilev, man, um, this guy, he was supposed to fall Kutsalibra. This was a, um, a rematch. 
last time Kuzalibru kind of was BSing around, ended up um, getting quote unquote finished because of a, a, a early jump in by the referee. But there was no doubts about this when he goes out there and is a huge star in a making um, Agalaev in uh, at two oh five. Arguably could be a former champion, super accurate, super fast, man. This dude is devastating, gets a finish four minutes and 20 seconds in the very first round, man. Absolutely great performance. And uh, also, man, Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy for the women's flyweight division uh, submits uh, Sharik Polvov um, uh, in a really, really great performance, man. Three minutes and 32 seconds, four fights in a row in that weight class. That's not very deep. She either deserves a title shot or a um, or a shot at um, at number one contender spite. So, man, great performance by Lauren Murphy, man, 37 years old. She went out there and did her thing. Uh, look, man, amazing fight card, uh, amazing performance, amazing career by Khabib Nurmagomedov. I can't lie, I was a little bit um, a little bit emotional after the fights. It's funny. Uh, and by the way, I love early afternoon cards, man, morning and early afternoon cards. Look, this is already, you know, morning coffee and fight news, man. But uh, watching that shit first thing in the morning for me was incredible. I loved every second of it. Uh, so UFC, keep that coming. I love that shit. Uh, all right, man. Um, also this week, man, make sure you guys check out um, there is a, actually, we have a bunch more shows coming up for you guys this week. MMA, um, you know, fight round table we'll have coming up, uh, the scrappy hour also this week is coming up. Um, I'll be on a couple guest guest spots that I will tell you guys about on all of our social media platforms, but, um, I will be back to break down to this weekend. We have the ending of another amazing legacy. Anderson Silva is retiring. His retirement fight is against. Uh, Uriah Hall. This is a UFC fight night, and that card is going to be stacked. Andre Touchy Feely is against Bryce Mitchell. Kevin Holland is back in that one. Mo Green, Chicago's very own, went to high school with the dude. Dude is dope. Um, he's fighting against Greg Hardy on that one. Bobby Green is back against Thiago Moises. A lot of good action on that card. That's this weekend. And also on the boxing end, we have Tank Davis versus Leah Santa Cruz. We'll have the Guru B Cam. He'll be back on to break that down with me as well. So we have a lot of fun coming up this week, man. Remember, man, check us out everywhere podcasting is available. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. Salute to our sponsors, obviously, Everlast. Check out Everlast. Um, you get 10% off with promo code The Fight. Check out CBD Pure, amazing company, man. If you guys need CBD after your workouts, after everything, check out cbdpure.com. Promo code The Fight. You get 15% off there. And also, as we all know, give some love to Nug Club official. Nug Club, you get 10% or $10 off uh, your, your purchase of $100 up there. And that's what the box is. You get premium, $200 worth of premium bud for 100 bucks, And then you get 10 bucks off that with promo code The Fight, man. So um, thank you guys so much for joining me on Morning Coffee and Fight News. Uh, love you guys. We'll be back, like I said, this week. And and uh, man, salute to the legend Khabib Nurmagomedov, man, um, 29 and no, he is the GOAT. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, man. Let's give this man his flowers. And um, man, that's what it is, man. Uh, for the, uh, Until next time, man, this is Serge, the host, uh, the underground king of the greatest combat sports and culture of the entire universe. I'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.